back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Wrapping up things here on the Ticket Water Cooler on the block coming up next. Uh, Eric Strickland will be uh, joining us here pretty soon uh, to get things going. Talk about Super Bowl matchup, uh, Nebraska basketball, all that fun stuff. So that'll be here in just a few minutes. Before we do get to that, though, we got to round out the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Coligan Water. And I did want to get your opinion, Nick, on the Nebraska basketball game over the weekend. <laughs> of course, uh, a lot of people don't want to talk too much about it. They follow 0-10 in, in conference play. Um, had the opportunity, I mean, they had the lead uh, for the majority of that game, all but a minute and a half or whatever it was at the end. Um, obviously, they were playing out without Alonzo Verge, but um, it, the, the frustrations are piling up, and I, and I yeah. get that. But it is fun to watch Bryce McGowan's um, kind of evolve, and, and, and I, I think it's fun. You know, he obviously had 29 points, was once again the Big Ten freshman of the week. Um, they, I mean, they've got to get over this hump eventually, don't they? You would you would hope so, man. Uh, I, I don't even, like, we, we try to talk about solutions and what how they can be different and, and things like that, but it's tough to look up and down this roster and expect a, a 180 change, right, and them winning games. You felt like Saturday's game was going to be one that uh, they were going to get, right? They were up however many points at once. I, I have to admit, I didn't get to watch the whole game because uh, I was doing play-by-play for, for high school basketball, yeah, yeah. but um, the second half, it just kind of, like towards the end, once again, it, it brought up feelings from that Ohio State game where it was, they went into overtime and once they went into overtime in that Ohio State game, you thought, all right, Nebraska's out of it. It just kind of felt like Nebraska... Because they hadn't been there, right? And Nebraska once again on Saturday, sitting in the in, you know four minutes left in the in the game, you're thinking, man, Nebraska's still up by one. They're hanging on. Their defense is doing fine. They can't really go on offense. Um, but once again, you feel like all right, there's somehow some way Nebraska's going to find a way to lose this game. It was almost like Nebraska was playing not to lose, rather than playing to win. And on that last possession, even though Kobe Webster got fouled from three, it just showed kind of the offense once again, unfortunately, for me personally, is that it was, you realize that there was nowhere they were, like, they don't know who to go to. They don't know, it it felt kind of like no guy wants to step up and take it. And and that was kind of something I talked about after I watched the Kansas uh, Kansas Texas Tech game, like that freshman or whatever his name is, yeah. um, stepped up. He was like, "I'm th- this place broken down." And I understand Kansas is different than Nebraska and on a different level, but Kansas guy goes, "I'm going to take it. This play broke down. Let me take it." And you knew, like he was going to be just fine. Like he just took the shot and he drilled it. And that was a big reason why Kansas won the game, obviously, because it sent it to another overtime. But like Nebraska doesn't have a guy with right now, from what I've seen, that has that mentality unfortunately well that's usually like something you kind of figure out or find out throughout the season as, as guys like with a team that hasn't doesn't have defined roles you kind of figure that out but uh, but nobody's been able to step up in those moments uh and knock them down and get it done um so it's kind of interesting i know some people didn't like the kobe webster shot um if anything you're probably a little bit more upset with the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of 
thought going into it is basically just Kobe dribble down there yeah. and shoot well, a three. And the foul was kind of a questionable call too on yeah. the replay, but you got it. You got the the foul. And then it comes down to the little things, right? And I'm not saying I could have stepped up and taken those three foul shots and hit them. I'm not saying that at all. Um, also, what are our thoughts on Bryce McGowan's? Because I thought he played a pretty good game, but then we have somebody that texted in and says Bryce blew it. But once again, you saw him get freshman of the week again this week. And so I wonder what are what are our general thoughts on Bryce? Because obviously I did not get to watch the first half since I was doing the high school game. So... Um, I, I didn't get to see him in the first half, in, in all honesty. Well, he's, he's having, uh, you know, a lot of different uh, finishes at the rim that have been quite impressive. He's, he's I, uh, Coach Weber said it today, uh, clearly a lot more physical than he was at the beginning of the year. Um, so, I mean, he's he's growing and developing, and it's, it's fun to see. They might run him a little bit more, too, with Verge off ball, with, with Bryce bringing it up. He's not necessarily a guy that's going to – um, you know, get assist the traditional way, but he's going to draw some attention, and maybe that can open up some things mm-hmm. for Nebraska um, because he's clearly their their lead scorer, uh, or their most skilled scorer. Um, still not a great deep ball, right? He still shoots the three pretty deep. He was three for seven for what it's worth on um, Saturday, so that's pretty good. But overall on the year, about 25% or somewhere around yeah. there. Um, that needs to improve. Maybe he's trying to improve it, but he he, he does so by taking deep-range NBA threes, which, again, I don't know if he, if he thinks he's like that's better for for his scouting to show that he can make them, but he hasn't know. made a whole lot of them, so it, it doesn't, yeah. uh, it, it hasn't uh, done that very well. For for how young he is, I mean, he's just dynamic. If if he didn't have the first round draft gate or the f- the five star, um, you know, tag or whatever, we'd be we'd be off. We'd be so happy about what Bryce has That's done, and point. think about you know, and if they had a few wins, it would be like, all right, project us to the future. That Nebraska's found this young guy and all that stuff. Um, but since it's just kind of seen as a one and done, Nebraska's zero and ten. It, I, it, I I think that there's a, a little bit more of uh, a reason for fans to look for reasons to be frustrated with them rather than buy in, um, just because the whole team has failed them. We got asked on the text line here, Bach, what's up with Tom Tomanaga's lack of playing time? I think a big part of it is that we're seeing he's not a, a power five starter. He's not a wing. Ten. He's not a big ten <laughs> starter right now. Yeah. Um, number one, because of his size. Obviously, having Trey McGowan's come back is huge. We're starting to see how – I mean, there was talks while Kese was in the starting lineup and, and Trey was out that it was – just physicality and things like that where where Tom and Tominaga was not up to the physicality of the Big Ten quite yet. Not saying he can't get there, but it was more of like there's just a difference and a different feeling when Trey's in and when Casey's in right now. Now, three years down the road or two years down the road next year, whatever, if Trey's there and you can put Casey in, great. But right now, Trey brings a lot more, I think, to this team from a defensive perspective and just being a leader on the court than a guy like Casey would. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just the fact that Trey's back and they have to, you know, the minutes have to come from somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, Tominaga's been playing out of position this whole year. I mean, when they have him yeah. as a wing, he's just not big enough to be a wing. Um, you know, he can kind of make up for it a little bit here and there with, uh, you know, kind of effort and all that stuff. But he's not he's not Marcus Smart. He, he no. doesn't, like, make the winning plays. He can put effort in, but there's only so much that he can do. Um, so he's got, you know, he's... <sighs> If he's not hitting threes and he's not hitting them at a f- high volume, and he hasn't been necessarily had the green light as much, he's been well well scouted against. Everybody kind of knows this in league play as well. Is that, that if he's not hitting threes, he's not doing too much for you. 
Um, and so that's kind of where it has to it has to be the next level is that his size he needs to have more confidence in his dribbling ability and maybe it's not a confidence thing maybe mm-hmm. he's getting breaking down by Trey at practice I don't know yeah. um, maybe it's not a wise idea to have him be a ball handler but his size they've been running him as a wing this whole you know year that's that's going to be tough to ever develop into uh, an, an everyday type of player and outside of anything but a specialist well and I'm not saying that. We, we're we're getting flack on the text line for for not watching Kase on defense. I'm not saying Kase is not a defender. Also, like he's he is quick on defense. Like I, I understand that, and he he takes pride in his defense. Um, that was one of the things that we talked about right at the beginning of the season was that okay, Kase's defense isn't as bad as we were expecting, or or maybe it's just more of we're. we're Surprise it, or we're pleasantly surprised by Kase's defense. Maybe that's a better way to say it, because all we heard about him when he was being recruited was sharpshooter, sharpshooter. He can hit threes from anywhere on the court if he's contested. He's got a quick fire, quick release, all that good stuff. And and then you saw it right when he got on campus with a with a bag on his on his side, and and he gets into the practice facility and drains five threes right off the bat. And you're like, all right, this guy can can hit threes, and, and it, everything that we have heard about him is is accurate. Everything's right. Well, then he comes into the game, doesn't hit threes that often right now. And so that part of it isn't following up to what we heard and what we've seen before. And then you look at his height compared to other Big Ten guys, and then you have a guy like Trey who's experienced. And, and of course, you're going to have Trey McGowan's in there over him because Trey means a lot more to this team right now. Well, yeah, and, and, and again, it's nothing about his effort. It's nothing about, uh, you know, and, and he does. He provides an additional uh, spark play here and there, and it's kind of exciting, the emotion he plays with. But, um, uh, you know, and it, might, and it might be like a point off the text line is that, you know, teams know, uh, know how well – uh, kind of know his calling card, right? And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's other people on the text line saying, you know, you need to watch him more. He, he, he can do more for this team. I just I, – I, I think that part of it, too, is when you're trying to get – your team will win, right? You're trying to get this this momentum build. He's got he's he, at least early in the season he he had the green light to kind of yeah. take shots that you shouldn't take, right? But he had it because he's their greatest shooter or whatever. Yeah. But it hasn't played out that way when they when yeah. I mean he's still shooting 36 percent, which is fine. I mean that's a that's a that's a fine percentage from from deep, uh, one of the best on the team. But it's mm-hmm. it's not above and beyond everybody that you think okay he should be taking that shot. So it might kind of have an effect on the team as a whole when he's taking shots like that, and then you know then you get called over to the the, the, the coaches table, get mad, get criticized for taking a bad shot. You're going I I don't see the difference between those shots. So yeah, um, I think I think a part of it is just you know altogether just kind of flow, and there's a limited amount of minutes, and he hasn't hit um you know hasn't been the quite the sharpshooter that they they projected him to be right away. It's it's really interesting. Somebody pointed out it's more disappointing that Fred cannot get plays to run, cannot run plays to get Tominaga more open on looks, or maybe the players aren't doing a good enough job of getting him on, getting him open looks. Well, I think that just speaks to kind of Nebraska's offense and what they try to do on offense. I think that speaks. The, the texture is absolutely right. Is that it is frustrating that when you have a guy like that who is advertised as such a sharp shooter who we've seen. We watched I, I watched his games at junior college and I've seen highlights. Everybody watched it when we got his when he, when we got his uh, commitment or whatever that this guy can can drill a three and that's what Fred Hoiberg and his staff want to hit threes, right? Well, then he gets here and and there's some disconnect, right? It's the same story. There's always some disconnect between guys when they when they are in high school or in JUCO and then when they get to Nebraska. And it's frustrating because they're not they're not running a, a 
structured offensive set it feels like. Yeah, now, very rarely. Yeah, very rarely. Yeah, they run through a play. Right, last last possession of the game. That was kind of what I was alluding to as well, is there was no movement. It right. was just, all right, let's 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 have Kobe shoot it. And, and Kobe's a fine shooter, and, and that's probably one of the guys that you are okay with taking a shot at that moment of the game. But there was no movement. Like there was like the defense, they were just ready for it because it was one guy, and and that's they kind of knew it was going to be one guy. And there's no there's no um, possibility of of any other guys being involved in the play. Yeah, and spacing. I mean, modern modern basketball. I mean, you can you could kind of keep running through movement and all that stuff, or you can do spacing. But yeah, you have to have a, a, it's for spacing to be effective. You have to have knockdown shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, you can get the same quality type of look maybe in or out of those things, but you have to be able to have the guys ultimately to be able to knock them down. And of course, Nebraska hasn't had that in Casey hasn't hit a high enough clip um, to be that guy that you can give up those other things. And, and really it's just a size. It's nothing, but I mean, that, that matters in basketball, right? That's why I mean, there's, there's, you know, you kind of have your six foot and under leagues that you make jokes about, right? But yeah. altogether, like it's, it's quite a big deal for him to overcome that and get this D one scholarship. His size is impressive and says a lot to his effort and what he does uh, shooting threes altogether but uh it just hasn't translated quite yet at least in the offense that nebraska is running and and nebraska uh to be fair to him as well not a whole lot has for a lot of players here at nebraska under Floyd hoiberg so uh we'll kind of see how all this stuff turns out they have another shot um i know a lot of people again with the record it's easy to get down the dumps on them but they're they're playing competitive ball uh most night which at least lets you know that they they're still bought in and they're still uh giving the effort out there um, for that, of course, that name on the front of their jerseys as well as the back of their jerseys, hopefully. Uh, so we will uh, we will round it up here on the ticket water cooler, but we do have on the block with Strick and myself coming up next. Uh, plenty more from Nick. Nick, you're my new water cooler partner. Here so. I am. Sorry, yep. sorry for everybody out there that doesn't want to hear that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's right. all right. I'm joking. I'm yeah, okay. no I'm apologies <laughs> needed. Yeah, you you can't care what what some of the haters say. Uh, but we'll be back on the ticket water cooler tomorrow. On the block is next.